2020, we've had a really hard time. All of us have. And we've been constantly just kind of just putting up with all this kinds of shit and everything has been going on and nothing's been going, nothing's been going well. With filming stopped and blockbusters being pulled from the schedule, the pandemic is taking its toll on the movie industry. Could this year get any worse? Have we passed our prime? There are still a lot of new movies coming out and because of the way that they're coming out, it can be hard to know what is coming out. When is it coming out? Which of the 70 streaming services is it on? And careful now. You're going to tempt fate. That's it. We're signing off. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And, I, and I'm David. Sorry, we're back. Oh, back and a little rusty now. Hey everybody, you are enjoying so many sequels, the season four premiere. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. I'm going to go say I'm Andrew. Yay. And I'm I'm David. The squad is back. Oh, back and a little rusty now. Yeah. 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 You got to get into the groove again. Yeah. First show of 2021. First show of season four. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we've been doing this show for four seasons. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, Longer than some shows, some real shows. It's true. Um, Have we passed our prime? No. We're just getting started, baby. We're just getting getting started. started. We're just getting started. Season four is where it really takes off most shows. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You got to get, you find your legs. If this is your first time checking it out, we got plenty to go back and listen to. If you are into franchise movies, we've covered so many. Just don't go to season Mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yeah, that's the practice. That's the the, the practice year. The gas. And we've gone through some growing pains with audio editing. We had a we had a studio for a while that was never quite exactly right every time. So yeah, but we made our way through it. That was way. nice though. Remember when we had a studio to use? It was yeah, nice. The studio yeah, era. Shout out to any of the Soundstooth guys who uh, who might be listening. We we really did enjoy using your studio. Absolutely. And uh, it was so nice. They really were. They were great yeah, guys. No, it was, was a really, it was, it was really cool. And yeah. uh, I need, we need, I need, we made, we need to make that a playlist. That's like, hey, if you're interested in the, the sounds to studio era, and then here's the, here's the Zoom era. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is the us all cuddled around on a box era. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, between um, our last episode and now. Um, the pandemic did not magically end and movies did not all come back in full force. So we are still dealing with that. Um, but we're going to try something a little different this year. Um, we're going to try to focus more on new movies. And I know that may seem weird in 2021 of all times, mm-hmm. but there are still a lot of new movies coming out. And I think it is like maybe one of the more important times to talk about new movies because of the way that they're coming out it can be hard to know what is coming out. What's coming out? When is it coming out? Which of the 70 streaming services is it on? Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to help with that. It, a little bit. Is we're it going to be on Quibi? <laughs> Not I anymore. I can assure you it won't be on Quibi. Don't date ourselves with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're doing, a, we're doing a new movie. Just released this weekend, yeah. right? Starring three Academy Award winners. It's The Little Things. Or yeah. excuse me. Are they all three award winners, or just one? Is one of them just nominated? No, they're all they're three. three okay. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I thought. Yeah, we're gonna cover 
like David said, the little things came out on HBO Max. It's part. It, it's the one of the first movies of Warner Brothers' new like experiment to release movies on their streamer and in theaters on the same day. Yeah. It's controversial and weird, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Some some states don't have movie theaters open. Some countries don't, and um, even the ones that do, that doesn't mean it's safe to go all the time. So we're we're taking the hits where we can. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into our review of the little things, it wouldn't be the first show of the year if we didn't like talk about what do we think's going to happen this year. You know, mm-hmm. last year we did a an episode where we each talked about our most anticipated movies. And we decided that might be shooting ourselves in the foot this time. Uh, it was last time. But we just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So instead of that, we're going to just have a little conversation about what we think might happen with movies um, this year. Does anyone have any theories or, or, or ideas they want to start with? I do, but I'm checking to make sure. Uh-oh. Uh, so, it already hasn't been done. It looks like it was. I, was, I couldn't remember if they did it this year or last year. But my thing was going to be that they're going to uh, Oscars are going to be forced to make streaming only movies uh, available for Oscars. Yeah, or one will win, or, or one, one will win. win. There's yeah. a chance that 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 might be the bold prediction is that like because yeah, statistically almost all are like this year. There's a very good chance that a streaming film will win Best Picture. Yeah, that maybe also was in theaters. So do you consider it a streaming? No, film? I would say I would say because hasn't there been no, I mean Roma I won best uh, foreign picture, right? Yeah, but I would think, but Roma was in theaters. I would think that there's a good chance that a movie only out on a streaming service could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Was, I also can't remember if they changed the rules for that. I can't either. I um, uh, don't remember because yeah, they, it is. Re- it is required that a movie screen in a theater, though it doesn't mean it has to be like in a theater for long. Yeah. Specifically. The rule is, if I don't know, now this is the rule that I don't know if they change, but historically the rule is the theater must, or the, the, it has to be shown, this is a very small detail, but it has to be shown at a theater in Los Angeles. Mm, yes, that's, that uh, is correct. Now, yes. That's never been a problem before because Los Angeles has one, or you know, California and Los Angeles is one of the biggest movie uh, 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 cities uh, in America. So it's never been a problem before. That's why that's why all the you know these streaming movies in the past they it's like not that hard rent a theater in, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and show it and you've mm-hmm. qualified, yeah, but yeah. with California being shut down, it might impact whether or not they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're talking about the Oscars, I I think that you know um, a lot pretty much every year they try really hard to reach out to mainstream audiences by um, nominating a few bigger movies for Best Picture. And this might be one of the first years in a while where uh, maybe most people haven't seen any of the nominees for Best Picture. We haven't had any blockbusters come out this year in the traditional sense. And the ones that have, it's hard to see them getting a Best Picture nomination outside of um, if I had to throw a dart at the wall for a major motion picture that might get it, it would be Soul. Um but even that is uh, would be a feat because it's very uncommon for animated films to get nominated for Best Picture. I would. Only I, I agree with you because, like, it ain't gonna be Wonder Woman. 
It is not going to be Wonder Woman. Um, it never was going to be, though, even if it were amazing. Yeah. But, like, I do think that it, this could be a year. What I'm, what I'm predicting is that it could be just as much as a year for first, like first things happening as anything else. You're right. We could see, we could see soul being a major contender here, but I also see that like, I also see that like uh, when it comes to the Oscars, uh, maybe perhaps being a little bit more diverse because now there's such this, like putting it in a theater really limits your view. And now when you're, when you have so much streaming content out there, now it's like, there's so much out there. It's going to make it really hard to choose. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that like, I think soul might, I really do hope that like, if they do anything, uh, if they do anything, they probably need to make like, I, I personally would choose soul as best picture. That's just me. I don't know if I'd pick it as best picture, mm-hmm. uh, but it would be in my list for sure of nominees. Right. Um, uh, but no, I, I think it's going to be a year for first whenever it comes to the Oscars. Uh, but I'll get to my, I'll get to my movie predictions in the year later. Um, I also, my, my bold prediction just to like, I don't know, shake it up, is I think that Warner Brothers will back off from their HBO Max plan at some point in the year. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe mid-year, summer, late summer, they will... I This is also part wishful thinking, that they will be like, no, we can go back to the movies now, whether we can or not. Mm-hmm. I think they might see the evidence that they can and they and and the theaters will also you know uh bend their arm a little bit mm-hmm. okay. and they will um back off from that in some form yeah 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 i mean if 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 uh rollout goes well enough and and i and like california and new york they open theaters again then i could see, you know and let's say that happens in august or july i could definitely see hbo saying you know hey we're gonna uh, all previously unannounced films will be theatrical, but they maybe they'll stick to it, whatever they have left that they announced were going to be on HBO because they don't want the backlash of saying they, they're going to do this and then they don't. So, but they've only announced so many, you know, X number of films. Um, my uh, my bold prediction is slightly tied to today's uh, review, mm. uh, and this is not this is kind of going this is going over the next few years. I think it's going. Uh, the '90s are here to stay. We've already seen a few <laughs> movies. Uh, in the last year or two, set in the 90s, we've seen tons of 90s uh, sitcoms get their reboots for these various streaming services. The 80s, they had their day. That was 2010 to 2019. The 90s are here to stay. We're going to uh, have so many more movies set in 1994, 1997. Uh, we're going to be calling back to uh, Boy Meets World. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other... <laughs> the 90s yeah. are back here yeah. nirvana is back and bigger than ever it's it going to be like we're in the 30-year gap window here and uh and i think we are going to see like we saw with this movie uh directors writers harkening back to the good old 1990s yep it's the pop culture 
pop yeah. culture thing. It's like uh, when this when that '70s show came out. It's the '90s time to shine. I uh, I think it was um, what was that movie? Yes, God, yes, or something like that that I watched. Uh, it's a streaming movie, and it took place in the '90s. And it was the first movie that I had seen that really was set in the time period when I grew up. And man, what a moment that was of. Oh my God, they're acting like this is a long time ago, man. This was like that. I was, and that I know. was, that was, a, that was a struggle. That was a struggle. It's a very unique time period because it's on that cusp of technology is starting to advance, but we're still all dressing like we, like we just found our stuff at the bottom of a basket, you know, like nothing. Yeah. It looks old, but then you see somebody crack out like a really big cell phone and they're like, oh, it's a new cell phone. Uh, you know, uh, Pay phone. Yeah, it's going to be fun as those movies continue to blossom. Yeah, Wonder Woman yeah. 94. I'd be okay with it. The 90s are fun on film. And I think Wonder Woman 84 was a perfect movie to kill the 80s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 80s so nostalgia well. is out. 90s Stranger nostalgia is in. Yep. Stranger yep. Things will bring it back. <laughs> if oh. Yeah, whenever that new season drops. <laughs> Although even Stranger Things, they've got to hit the 90s eventually, right? These kids can't live in the 80s forever. They're not the Simpsons. Why not? Because they're not the Simpsons. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, that's that's it for me. I don't know. I don't have anything cooler than that. <laughs> that's your big bold prediction. Yeah, it's not really bold, but I I I think yeah. it'll I think it's something that'll we'll I think it'll we'll keep cropping up. You'll go, oh, another movie set in the 90s. Here we go again, or a TV show from the 90s coming back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely been seeing a lot of that. Um, although it feels like it slowed down a little. You bit want to know why? Day. It's because the people that are old enough right now, the the consumer age people that are buying the streaming services, they grew up in the nineties, and they want to see their they want to see their shows back. That's why Saved by the Bell is such a big hit on Peacock. <laughs> you laugh. You know, you got Last Man Standing making references to Home Improvement all the time. Oof. <laughs> Um, gosh, yeah. Well, I don't have another prediction either. Does anyone else? No, I'm not willing to dip too much out there. Yeah. Uh, I think I think knows? your call. I think your call about the about the the Oscars or the Academy Awards is is, is pretty spot on. And I just double checked. I looked it up. They have amended this year's rules. So the the rule is really simple. So you used to you had to show it. You had to show your movie at least in Los Angeles County. Mm -hmm. um, now films intended for theatrical release, but initially, but made, but pushed to a streaming service or video on demand, will need to uh, show the film at a secure Academy screening room member site within 60 days of the film streaming or VOD broadcast. Um, and, and, or it can be considered if it's shown in any of these six cities, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, um, Chicago, Miami, or Atlanta. Hmm. So there's 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 your change. So there it, there will be some requirement that you know you show it to a audience of some sort. So anyway, I think you're I think you're spot on with that though. I think that's a good mm -hmm. prediction for the year. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know if it's going to be Netflix's year though. I don't feel no. like they've got anything big this time. No, they no. didn't get it done before all these other streaming services came out. No, 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 they didn't. Well. They did not get it done. Um, all right, well, let's uh talk about our movie for the week then. Yeah, Woo! Hey. so this week on the show, we are going to review 
the little things mm-hmm. um, from Warner Brothers available to watch on HBO Max and in theaters. So the little things was uh, written and directed by John Lee Hancock. You might know him as the director of The Rookie, The Blind mm-hmm. Side, Saving Mr. Banks, um, and a few others. But those are some of his big ones. And I've this movie, seen all those, actually, do what? I'd see. I've seen all those actually. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars mainly uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Um, Denzel and Rami are two law enforcement officers investigating a uh, alleged serial killer, and Jared Leto plays a suspect. Dot 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 question mark. Or, yeah, he is a suspect. He is a suspect. <laughs> yeah, but is he? But is he the one? Right. Uh, so this movie was on the back burner for a long boy. time, just for a little backstory. It was written by the director in the early 90s. It went through a bunch of development hell. Clint Eastwood considered directing it. Steven Spielberg considered directing it. And then it just kind of disappeared for a while until um, recently when Warner Brothers was like, hey, let's try this again. Um, but this time we'll let you direct. So that's the backstory on it. Who who would like to go first with some initial impressions on the little things? Uh, I have an initial impression. All right, hit us. I'm excited. So I'm going to try to keep it uh, short, right? So sure. Uh, I'll just this is. I think this kind of sums up my whole review. Um, the movie has a lot of interesting aspects, but I kind of feel like the end result is not quite the sum of its parts. Uh, I wanted to really enjoy it, but I kind of walked away not really enjoying it. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Impression. Okay. Let me just slap a spoiler warning on here, too. Um, Boom. Spoiler. Mm -hmm. Could come up. Okay. you You said those are your feelings. Do you have anything else to add to it? Well, how I felt about it was how I felt. Sorry. So how I felt about it was, was that like, there were times when I just wasn't engaged in it. And Mm. there were times when I was trying to figure out, like, I was, I was trying to figure out like, who is this killer? Because you're led to believe, you're led to believe that it is Jared Leto. And I think Jared Leto is very strong in it. Like he, he really misleads you. Like he really, like he really (laughs) takes you on this trip. And um, I thought the end result was just kind of, it was very underwhelming. Like it was very underwhelming and it was very just, I like, I didn't know, I didn't know who I should be rooting for. And it, it got to the point, it got to the point where I was just like, where is this going? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, like, are we going to solve a mystery? Are we going to, or, or what's going on here? Is it, is it a movie about solving, solving a murder mystery or or something about maybe, I don't know, mental illness. Like is one of these guys like a sick dude or what? Mm-hmm. I mean, someone here is a, someone involved with this was a sick dude. Yeah. And, and I was honestly quite confused by the, I was, I wasn't, well, I take that back. I wasn't like quite confused, but I was just like, I was just like, meh. 
there's almost too much uncertainty at times. Like, I feel like they want you to be uncertain, but mm -hmm. you feel, I feel like by the end, you feel more uncertain that you're following the story rather than yeah. that you feel like you don't know. Like, does that make sense to me? It, like, Garrett, what did you think? I think that these three gentlemen acted the hell out of a shitty movie. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't shitty. I, it was just, it, I agree with what you guys said. For me, it was more along the lines of, they start off hot and I was super intrigued because this genre is really something that I love. I love Zodiac. Yeah. I love serial killers. Like this whole thing gets, it doesn't matter if it's a fast paced one and it's a lot of killing and gore. It doesn't matter if it's more slow and they're trying to solve the problem. I like it. I like to think like a detective and then follow the, the, follow the clues and see where you're leading me and see if I can figure it out. I love it. Mm -hmm. And so when you start off, with the opening scene and it's real tense and it's real creepy. Oh man, I'm real excited. And then nothing happens for an hour. Yeah. Oh, and well. because nothing happens for an hour, that second hour, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good. It's really good that second hour. And that first hour has taken me so far out of it that I can't get back into it, even though I feel like I want to. And then when the ending comes around, it really is just a, a huge letdown. And, I, and, and there's a lot of problems with it. The timing, um, the, me the messaging, the presentation. It really yeah. just, it, it felt like the way that it was presented is that I'm supposed to be like, yeah, these two people did the right thing, even though they didn't. Um, right. and, and so it really, it really irked me and a lot of other people, I think. Um, and so that, that I, and, and not even taking away from the messaging, which I'm 100% confident we'll have a deeper discussion on here in a second. Um, the movie itself just, it had so many holes that I couldn't get around. Not only was it bad police work, it was bad police work in the storytelling. Denzel Washington's character is a, is a sheriff's deputy in another county who has a bad reputation in this district that he's now in, mm -hmm. there's no way the captain would be like, yeah, just go around with our, our lead detective on this massive case. Yeah, he doesn't and Absolutely really not. <laughs> That's bad storytelling. And then as much as I said, I liked that first scene, it was all rendered moot and unnecessary because you couldn't even use it. So yeah. don't yeah. give it to me because it's just gonna waste my time. Yeah. And, I, I, and so I, there were things like that in just the storytelling that really caused this movie for me to be like, oh, come on, man, this could be real good. Yeah. What about you, Josh? I, um, the movie's not good. <laughs> Let's just be frank. Uh, it's not good, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen um, throughout it. I felt like this is uh, the most by the book standard generic 90s era crime drama that I've seen in a long time. And yep. I think what where that comes from, and I, I've seen this mentioned in other reviews, is that this movie isn't like an ode to 90s filmmaking. It is 90s filmmaking. This script was written in the 90s. So it's like this movie was made at a time when all of these uh, crime drama uh, tropes and cliches weren't really tropes and cliches yet. 
Mm. Um, so it, it definitely hits different today than it would have back then because we haven't, we hadn't grown tired of it back then yet. No, we've had a lot of crime drama. The crime drama genre has, has, uh, lived and flourished on cable television and, HBO CSI and law and order and all this yeah. stuff. Criminal so minds. I think what, what ended up being a fairly generic movie in 2021 might've been um, conceived differently or perceived differently when it was intended to be made. Heck so yeah. 1990, just directed by Clint Eastwood starring. Right. Or Spielberg starring yeah. who knows. Still, still starring Denzel Washington. Yeah. Still could have <laughs> starred Denzel. Um, he would have been Rami Malek's character, though. I really did not like the ending. Um, everyone said that. I think underwhelmed was the best word choice to use for it. Yeah, there's um, like a tension. It did my, my least favorite kind of twist, which is make the whole movie pointless um, by, in this case, um, you know, they've been, they've been, um, following this suspect, Jared Leto, for most of the movie, they've been trying to figure out who this serial killer is. And then at the end, um, Denzel's character basically says, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And if he, he was or wasn't. He's dead now. It doesn't matter. Right, right. Um, we'll get it. I'm going to do a spoiler again, just so people so we can not talk in generalities. Yeah. Basically, so, Jared Leto is fake suspect. He is a suspect. But he has, they have no reason for him to be a suspect other than he's creepy. There's no evidence, there's nothing. And they continue to follow. Um, he eventually is playing around with them. Jared Leto, he's not a good yeah. dude. No, no, Jared Leto's character, not a good dude. Playing around with the cops, leads him to a fake field of dirt where he has one of the Brian Malik's detective character dig. Claims do. Yeah. And then he's like, I didn't kill nobody. You can either believe me or you can keep digging. Eventually, Rami Malek hits him in the face with a shovel, kills him. Denzel Washington covers it up, and they both just live their lives. Well, and Denzel gives – I mean, that's the thing. So it was getting right to the ending. Denzel gives – because Rami's uh, character, the movie didn't – I mean, I think that Rami's character's name is Jim or Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. The movie didn't do a great job of really establishing for me who exactly these people are supposed to be. Yeah. Um, well, the but movie ends with Jim it, thinking they solved it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Jim, well um, Denzel's character – deliberately misleads him to believe that they made the right call. Right. You know? And I thought that was, I did, I liked that as an ending. Cause I thought, Oh wow. Okay. That really changes the whole dynamic of what just happened there. But by that point I had lost so much interest in so many elements. Um, you know, and I think is I liked a lot of, ele- I liked a lot of bits to this. I liked the relationship between Rami's character and Denzel. Rami starts off as this sort of more buttoned up, polished, detective who's sort of you know corrupted by Denzel's sort of more old cynicism and sort of dogless obsession with this case and it causes Rami's character to sort of spiral by the end with his own obsession there's a white whale component to it that's kind of interest that's kind of interesting but it takes so long to get through I like the old 50s music you you know they they pepper in this uh, these old 50s songs thematically throughout the movie in really creative ways. And I, I, I liked that. Yeah. Um, I liked, what else did I put here? I liked, um, oh man, I'll tell you what, they totally Han Solo, Jared Leto in this movie because 
you have your you have your your status quo going, and then it almost exactly the one hour mark, which is when Han Solo appears in A New Hope. You get Jared Leto come in and bringing all this energy that the movie really desperately needed. Because as soon as he comes on, he's just like this super laid back, charismatic, like creep. You're just like, wow, okay, this is this is something that was the movie was missing was uh, an interesting guy, Um, (laughs) you know, and and yeah, I I don't he's a weird guy because it's like. He's, he really he really enjoys seemingly misleading the police to believing he's a bad guy, which seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, that's the <laughs> character to me is the most unbelievable of any of them because I just can't suspend my disbelief enough to think that anyone would go that far. Or he's you know? a murderer, and I and, and and they could, but they just couldn't prove it. I mean, they went through his his stuff and they couldn't seem to find anything. But even when these, even when the the FBI comes in. Uh, young Aaron Hotchner comes in at the beginning, at the end of the movie, and he gives a, a profile, and it's exactly the kind of guy Jared Leto's character is. So you're like, and see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that. Then maybe that maybe he was. I'll know? throw a curveball in there. I wish that the twist had been where Denzel Washington was the ki- the killer the whole time. Because yeah, was if because like- if he was the detective during all these serial killings, then he left, and then he came back. He can. He picks up and goes all throughout this movie. He came back and was like talking to the dog, and he said, "You were the one that was gone for two and a half weeks at the beginning of the movie." So you could set it up as he is just going from town to town doing whatever, and then he came back and was the killer again. Maybe. I would have liked that better. Maybe I, I, I felt like the movie had um, a problem with tension. Uh, to get full spoiler, there's a, there's a, there, there are good moments of it. There's a scene in the movie, the beginning of the movie, like you talked about, Garrett, where that girl's being hunted. Great. Honestly, that was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish the rest of the movie was like that. There's a scene where Denzel is raiding without a warrant Jared Leto's apartment, right? And there's a ticking clock. They've, they've lured him away, but they've only got so much time before he comes back. And so you can feel it. Oh, he's got to get this. This is they're they're doing something super illegal right now. They got to get this and get out whatever they're going to find. And so like you feel that. And I wish that they had applied that same kind of feeling to the ending because the ending felt that the the part where it builds to Rami killing Jared Leto felt like it just kind of casually happened. Like, eh, I was going to, you know, like it there was no sense of like the the pacing was slow. There was no music behind it to really build it up. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it just, when it happened, I just kind of went, okay. All right. Yeah. There was, I felt like there was no sense of surprise in this movie. Mm. Like there, there, and there, and there wasn't, um, I was, so I was, especially with your dealing, dealing, especially with the murder mystery. The one thing I was, the one thing I was going to, was going to say was like, yeah, maybe Denzel is the killer. Like that was in the back of my mind the entire time. Because he sees the visions of these women, he sees the vi- and they're all just staring at him, which to me, to me symbolizes like some sort of guilt. Yeah, like he has well, some sort of way because it's like his guilt is that he's failing them. Yeah, and and it, we've seen that in films before, especially with like the movie Bringing Out the Dead. Um, I, it it just. It wasn't. There was no like big aha moment. I think that's what killed it for me. It was just like I was. I was waiting for that. 
Yeah, the aha moment they intended didn't land. Uh, no, yeah, because it was it was unraveled kind of slow. Yeah, it's like pick up the pace, dude. Add more details. And that that woman who was being chased in the very beginning, did she just kind of just got like thrown to the wind because it's just yeah, like, oh yeah, she doesn't she doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, her that's that story component only exists to further their frustration, which I understand. Yeah. You're proving what they want to establish is that they can't get a solid hook. They have no. fingerprints. Oh, but only like 11 of the fingerprints match and you need at least 13, you know? Oh, uh, we don't have any pictures, no witnesses. The only person that could have witnessed this wasn't available at the time, you know? Uh, and then you get a, a new witness and she sees Jared Leto in handcuffs moments before she's supposed to pick him out of a lineup. So now she's 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 compromised as a witness. It and you know you can't track phone logs, you can't track credit cards the way you could today. You know it's the kind of thing that like they're hampered by the technology of their time. I understand that that failure is supposed to add to the frustration, but it just added to my frustration watching it because it was like, oh, well, that was like the best com- element of the movie was this chase at the beginning that this girl gets yeah. away from. I kind of wish that like he was just still chasing her. And oh, sorry. So I was gonna say, it's funny that you guys thought Denzel was going to try to be a killer. I thought it was going to be Rami. I never thought it. I never thought it was Denzel. I just if you re, if you redo it, I think that the, a better twist would have him been the killer. I mean, damn, don't see, just see. And, and I thought Rami because Rami looks creepy in this movie. I thought yeah. that I thought that his jaw was just because of the prosthetics in Bohemian Rhapsody. Man, his jaw looks Yes, I had the same thought. He's like his like Yeah. Looks like his jaw is trying to escape his face. I well, like Rami Malik, he's a nice guy, but he just looks so weird. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the thing. I'm gonna say it. I feel like it's it's an elephant in my room. I'm beginning to question if he's an actually good actor. Well, I think I really am. Is, I don't think he I is. think that he is a good actor, I but I really don't think this role is great for him. I don't I feel like, feel like is... I've ever seen him do anything but Rami Malek. Well, I've never, yeah. I, again, I've never, I've never watched uh, Mr. Robot, which I think is his most popular thing. It is. But it's this movie. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I know, hey, can you stop over there? I'm trying to record. My wife's being goofy over here. Anyway, I, uh, I thought that uh, he just seemed a little bit, almost too big for this role like he's very popular he's very recognizable but i feel like this role required didn't was was like didn't give him anything to do um even compared to jared leto or denzel i just don't feel like there's much for him to chew on here he's just kind of like the younger guy um and i think he's i think he's better than this role i think that this is a situation where uh, you get an opportunity to work with Denzel Washington. How often does that come up? So you take it, you know, like it's Denzel, everybody, you know, like he's one of the most, well, like the most acclaimed actors of the last 40 years. So. Yeah. And my, my thing about Denzel is this, is that the dude's done impressively good work throughout the last couple of years. Why is he doing these? Why is he doing these? Like nuts. I don't want to call them sinister roles, but like, where he's really antagonistic. Like I grew up, I grew up the the movies I watched Denzel in. He was not like that. Oh, see, for me, this is back to back to Denzel. This is John Q. Denzel. 
This is this is not uh, John Q. Denzel. He's this he's doing a questionable character. thing, an intentional well, thing. Like, like he's a, he is that similar kind of a character where like he's doing the wrong thing, but you like root for John Q. He's always for me involved in these like high tense situations. Deja vu. He's always like in these weird detective things. Yeah, like this kind of like I like old haggard John Q. Like he's kind of like a little bit bored. <laughs> I mean, this 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 movie kind of harkens back to his training day days. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, yeah, it, there's a bit of like a you know he he knows how the system works, but he's old and tired, and he's got he's got like one case left in him that he wants to he wants to get done. Yeah, and there was oh god, I ha- I have to point this out. There was one point in the movie. It was towards the end whenever he was chasing. Uh, Whenever he was chasing Rami Malek and Jared Leto in the car, and he was getting off on the on the overpass, mm-hmm. and he's clearly in the other lane, so he has to cross over to that. And while he was doing that, I just noticed it was just like this is just like just like bad movie making on on like a technical level. He was just he was just doing this, and when he turned. He didn't even move the steering wheel. He just did this. Yeah, it did look like, kind of funny. The, the entire the entire car turned, and I I couldn't help but laugh at that. I'm like, that's so bad. <laughs> it's that's how do they how did that how did that get overlooked in post production? Let the green screen do work. But like, um, the other thing is is that there was really, um if I could just nitpick here a little bit on, on technicality or anything, what, what was, what was weird about was, was that there were parts of it that were edited weird. I felt like, and, and one, one such thing was like, whenever, whenever, uh, John or Denzel Washington was over, like over at Rami Malek's house to eat breakfast. There's this jump and and like even when people are talking, it's like the editing is just jumping back and forth like mm. that. It's mm. like every word they say is jumping back and forth, and that to me was like really hard to pay attention to. Yeah, there was a similar moment when I feel like I don't remember when it was. He was in the car, and I feel like he had just he had just gone through this event where. Um, oh, it was when Jared Leto was. They were going on the same side of the highways, and they just kept circling each other. And yeah. Jared start he's speeding towards him. There's a moment where like they're doing like they're they've got Denzel shot and like every micro movement Denzel did, they like cut on. He was like, overlook, cut, look down, cut, yeah. grab gun, cut, look back, cut, cut, you know, uh pull gun up slightly. And it's just it was just like really sporadic. I wish they had yeah. brought that to the ending whenever, you know, uh there's this tense when it's supposed to be this tense moment between two people who are just antagonizing each other. Uh until one of them. But that 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 that's just like a perfect example of why, of why that it, it's it's probably what messed up the energy. Because like if you look at good if you if you look at decent editing in a film, you want to have a decent amount of energy. If you if the editing's bad, if the editing is not good, then you're going to tell right 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 away what it's going to be like. Um, because like the energy in a film really really is not just on based on like not just based on like the the characters performances 
Mm. But also, it really depends on the editing. If the editing yeah. is good, if the editing is smooth and the pacing is smooth, you're going to have a pretty decent movie. Here, it was just all over the place. It was a little inconsistent. It was very inconsistent. And it, it lost me for a little bit because I'm like, whoa, this is like so hyped up when it shouldn't be. Yeah. So but anyway. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I, I wanted to make a quick comparison here. So this is three years in a row that I've had a movie that I've anticipated that is a crime drama, thriller, whatever you want to call it, or at least has a crime aspect. And it's like great cast, underwhelming film, Motherless yeah. Brooklyn in 2019, Devil All the Time in 2020, and now this in 2021 starting off hot. Like, I, I don't know why there seems to be this run, at least for me, because I know not everybody's seen all three of those movies, but for me, there's just been this run of like, oh, I'm really, I'm really excited about this, like a cool crime movie with all these great actors. And then I just watch it and go, oh, what? I haven't seen Motherless Brooklyn or the trailer, um, but for me, it's trailers. These trailers, little yes. things, you look at the little things yes. and you watch that trailer. And then you go back and you watch The Devil All the Time and watch that trailer. What they are showing you is a completely different movie. It's not even close. I thought that Devil All the Time was going to be a horror movie, like an actual horror movie based on the trailer. It looked scary. It looked like it was going to creep me out. And it was nothing like that. This movie looked like it was real intense and real creepy. And they, and they focused on those tense parts but that's not the movie. I, I'll go back to Queen and Slim, which is a movie that I thought was going to be like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, but it is not. It is a very slow character-based movie with tension throughout it. So the trailers are delivering something completely different. And that, I think, affects because the trailers are good. And then the movies are not what the trailer is. And so I, that's, my, that's been my experience with those specific movies that you brought up is I was also excited and then got a completely different movie. The, the other interesting aspect of those three movies, all of them uh, were book adaptations. So I don't know what it is. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not as it may, it's probably not as big of a, of a, of, of a trend as I want to think it is, but they just, it just stood out to me as like, I don't feel like I've been quite this underwhelmed since devil all the time. And I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I agree with you, Garrett, because this is just another one of those. This is just another one of those examples where a movie is advertised badly. Well, yeah, it's advertised well because it got us to watch the movie. It got us to watch <laughs> the movie. It's not but like it's, it's not. Uh, but the, 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 the premise wasn't sucks. represented correctly, though. Yeah. That's the problem is that it, we got we saw the movie. We wanted to see it. So advertising successful. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. Fair enough indeed. <laughs> All right. Any uh any final thoughts on the movie? I don't think so. Um, no, nope. Cool. Well, that was uh I almost said the devil all the time. It was not. But you can <laughs> listen to our review of the of the underwhelming devil all the time. Um, <laughs> maybe on our podcast feed. Yep. Um, no, that was that was the little things. It, it, you know, I don't know if it's still on HBO Max because they have that thirty day window. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to check. But um, it, it's it will come back to HBO Max 
and it is available in theaters if you are into that and you uh, feel comfortable doing that. And you if can. they're available to you, yeah. Yeah, so that's the little things. All right. Um, I do have some opening weekend numbers here for it. Let's talk, yeah, let's talk about um, opening weekend numbers for the little things. This came out on HBO as well as in theaters. So it's, it's kind of a weird, you know, we it's very weird. We've not seen this yeah. on this scale. So no. how did it do? Do um, You know, this is not like Wonder Woman, which did the same thing. Wonder Woman had a bit more um, backing behind it than a movie like right. So and A bit more of a built-in audience. Like a probably not high. Well, they're not high, but it is, it is the best for its opening weekend. January 29th uh, is when it came out. And uh, it's the number one movie, uh, which I think really shows that people do want to see new movies. Because if you look at the rest of the list, it's a lot of things that have been out for a while and a lot of re-releases. Um, the number one movie this weekend, it made $4.8 million. Um, at number two, you have The Crudes, The New Age at $1.8. At number three, Wonder Woman 84. At number four, The Marksman, which is in the number one movie of the year right now with $7.8 million total. And then at number five, uh, Monster Hunter, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard some things about um, but, um, you know, a lot of the other movies that are in theaters right now, the other ones making on this list are re-releases, you know, re-release of Jurassic World. Um, a, I think I saw a re-release of an Emperor's, of Emperor's New Groove was hey. like the ninth highest grossing movie of the year so far. So, um, so numbers, not anything too special that opening weekend, but obviously there is interest in new stuff because it did knock off. Wonder Woman and the Crudes, which have been out for a while, and uh, obviously knocked off uh, some other things. So uh, we'll see how it goes long term. But I think that as far as HBO is concerned, they're probably fine with that, considering the yeah. uh, fact that it's only in two thousand theaters when it yeah. could easily be in three thousand. Yeah, I think they're just trying to drive subscribers anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's going to be a weird box office year, much like last year. Uh, highest grossing film, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> um, not even the bad boys themselves would have expected that outcome. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think um, so. so who knows? What... Will Smith, big box office draw again. Yeah. Hey, Mark he's got Lawrence. the number one movie of the year. Who knows when hey. the last time that happened? The blue streak is back. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go into our letterbox game where That's right. we um, go to Letterboxed our favorite social media app for movie fans, uh, where we all have profiles as well as the show. We are mm -hmm. going to each take a guess at what the average score is for this movie, and the winner will run the game next for the next movie review. So um, I was the grand champion of 2020. That's right. So I guess that means I'll run the game this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that makes that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And you get to pick the order then. Everybody's zero, 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 zero. That's true. Now, oh, David, right. are you ready to keep track? My, you got my list. Uh, so the little things. Um, this is uh, you know zero to five scale. I will, I will pick. I will pick Andrew to go first. What do you think? Zero to okay. Zero to five. Normal, normal game. I would do. Mm, it's a low number. 
I would do three point oh, just straight. I sound three point Things three Okay. David, go next. Okay, so you know, fairly new. Yeah, yeah. Um, popular cast. Yep. So. I just was underwhelming though. So yeah. I'm gonna undercut. I'm gonna undercut Andrew and I'm gonna say two point six. Oh man. Is that where you're going? You gonna I was gonna it? go I was gonna undercut it, but not I was gonna be two point seven. Okay, okay. But that seems really close, and now I don't know if I wanna do that. Well, you're gonna be in the clear as long as it's above two point six. <laughs> <laughs> but i have to be accurate i mean it's not i don't i think it needs to be 2.7 or 2.8 for you to win andrew has the whole thing the whole the whole range of okay three. well fine i'll do 2.5 no no you stick I'll, um no because then that then if it's lower it's not yeah. gonna be high i don't think it's gonna be higher than three so we got a three a 2.6 and a 2.5 mm. okay so nobody... if it's 2.7 i'm gonna flip a tr- i'm gonna flip a tv train Nobody got it exactly right. Mm. Who's um, however, um, two point nine. Someone was very close to getting it exactly right. Uh, this movie uh, is is rated a two point seven. <laughs> two point seven from, from the Letterbox community. <laughs> Dang it. Now, I would like to read. 2021 is my year. This is the most popular review on the film from Matt uh, Neglia. He gave it a one and a half star and said, it's the little things that make a movie. (laughs) It's the writing, the directing, the performances, the cinematography, the score, the mood, the setting, the sound, the pacing, the story. It's the little things. It's the little things that get you caught with a bad movie. (laughs) <laughs> it only took time and effort to make that i know because that was it's actually a, a pretty pretty good line from the movie um, yeah. that denzel gives but, but i don't feel like it really plays into the movie as much as you'd want it to nope. it doesn't it because it, it's not the little things it's the i give up things yeah <laughs> yeah you know what maybe we they don't even ca- they, they don't even look for the little things to catch this guy really <laughs> they don't they don't look for much yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, with a movie, you need both the little things and the big things, and I'm not sure if this had if this had big things either. And and to solve a crime, you need anything. Yeah, mm, you didn't get that. Okay, so what do, what are what are we gonna give the movie? So solid. Uh, go ahead, Andrew. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. That was the same score I gave Devil All the Time. A two and a half on my letterbox ranking sits in this zone of. Not for me, but not so bad. And like, not like, I don't think it's necessarily completely pointless or poorly made. Someone might get enjoyment out of it. Maybe it's a great adaptation of the book. I don't know. It's not for me. I give it a two and a half. Okay. Andrew. Andrew. Solid two. You're giving it a two. Okay. I too will give it a two. We got another two. And I will go with David and give it a two and a half. That gives us a 2.25 exactly down the middle between two and two and a half. Yeah. So, uh, 
on our on our letterbox review you should put that little misnomer it's like we'll give it a 2.5 but we're gonna put in the thing it's actually a two and a half <laughs> but understand <laughs> yeah yeah we can do that all right okay cool well um i forgot what i was gonna say now i was gonna say um i think a half star i give a half star just for jared leto i've never been a big fan of his but this movie actually i actually liked him so those two stars were for Jared Leto. Oh, you're not giving any, any of your stars to Denzel or anything? Nope. This is this is Andrew's thing. Andrew has really strange metrics. He, he, does. he two full stars just for Jared Leto in this movie. All I right? did mean. I and mean, if you remember, he gave he gave The Lion King three full stars just for its visual effects. <laughs> so visual effects greater than Jared Leto. Now imagine a visually <laughs> affected. A CG Jared Leto, Andrew would give that five stars, surely. True, true. <laughs> well, I think that's the end of our uh, season premiere episode. I think so. I right. wish we had started with a better movie, but, you know, we didn't know. That's the risk you take when you start doing new movies, especially. That's true. And now we either saved you from watching it or you think we're idiots. Or both. Or you just commiserated with us. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Yes, please do. Uh, visit us online. We are on all the social media apps Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Just search for So Many Sequels Pod on, on those. You'll find us. Subscribe to the show on our, your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Soundstooth. If you know, you know. Um, and then, of course, our YouTube channel where we're going to release these, where we're releasing these videos. Um, as they as they come out so uh find us there and on letterboxd i forgot to say that so many sequels on letterboxd we'll be back uh next week with another movie review for you to either think we're idiots or agree with us um i don't want to know which side wins that the most but we'll see you next time bye